0: all right y'all birdie hunters out there welcome back to another episode of chasing birdies my man jp chasing birdies Mm. hey buddy it's great to see
1: you another week
0: you're looking pretty fresh bud Fuck, man. It's all my face cream. It's all good.
1: You look good. Looks like you just came back in photos, so it looks good. I shouldn't. Um, you look really dapper. Looks like the trees are whipping in the background a little bit there. Looks like you might be getting a storm in Morgantown, West Virginia. Uh. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by Joyce's Jewelry. Uh, make sure you go to Joyce'sJewelry.com. Check them out. I know they got timepieces for the men, the women. I know us guys like to be looking sharp when we're taking the ladies out to dinner. Or heading to the golf course with the boys. We want to have a nice timepiece on. Joyce's Jewelry has that for you. And they also got all the diamond jewelry for the ladies. So check them out at joycesjewelry.com. And if you don't have the internet, you know, whatever, I guess this is pointless if I'm saying this. I was going to say, email Brandon Katz if at Brandon at joycesjewelry.com. But if you don't have the internet, then I don't know if you're emailing anybody. Um, so, but check them out, joycesjewelry.com, chasing birdies20 check out
0: yeah mr katsif was my my roommate this past weekend at the allegheny member guest which we'll get into all that bullshit we'll get into what we had just accomplished over the last essentially two weeks it's good to be back here it's thursday it is chasing birdies days this is this is like one of my favorite days ever whenever we get to drop a new episode and today's a great one which we'll dive into that as well but recap we got to recap people uh a lot has happened for Jonathan and I over the last couple of weeks since our last episode. You know, the news of Live PGA is kind of dull now a little bit. People still know what the hell they're going to do. Tom Watson's bit. writing letters like we're back in the 1700s, which I like. But um, on his typewriter, you think he got on his typewriter to write that one out, bud? <sighs> I don't know. So the Live Tour
1: talk has died down a little bit. You got Jay Monahan had a health scare. What that is, nobody knows yet. Hopefully he's doing okay. Don't want anybody ever to get sick but or not feeling well, whatever. So hopefully he's okay. But, mm-hmm. Bud, how about this US Open that was this past weekend? The um, US Open. Your boy, Open. big dick Rick Fowler, just didn't get it done. I just didn't have a good feeling about him going to Sunday. Saturday kind of, he kind of, you know, um,
0: stumbled in. What you just said is what everyone in America is saying right now about Ricky Fowler. And. It's hard for me to even say that because, number one, he's my favorite. But, number two, we're not them. And, yeah, we kind of had a sense. I said it. Is he going to be able to close it? Is he going to be able to get it done? I mean, he he essentially would have had to have gone wire to wire to get this thing closed out. But it was sad to see him fall short. But, again, we're not him so you, I, I empathize with him, man.
1: But you, people don't really, and, and I do feel bad for him too, but people don't realize how much these guys have to go through to get that win. Yeah. You look at Wyndham Clark on Sunday, uh-huh. he minimized his mistakes. He did. Right? He did. And he, like that up and down on 17, dude, all world. Okay. Mm-hmm. That was a mistake. He dead pulled left second shot, whatever, but he got it up and down. Um, Ricky just didn't look himself. He looked a little out of sorts. And again, you know, if you haven't, he's been in a hundred and a major. If you haven't been back there for a while, it's a little different feeling. I mean, trust me, boys, the, the Mon Valley championship here,
0: you get the nerves going a little bit there too. Yeah. I, so overall for me, the U.S. Open was kind of blah, to be honest with you. I don't know if it was because of it being on so late here on the East Coast, which actually I kind of liked uh, but there's a little bit there. Saturday night, you know, I'm still watching golf at 11 o'clock after playing 54 holes of golf. So yep. I don't know if that had something to do with it. But overall, Sunday wasn't that exciting. I'm happy for Wyndham Clark. I think... Seems like a great dude. Yeah, and and it's awesome. He has a second win this year, first major. But the point being is it wasn't that good. Like, you almost wanted either winning to kind of mess up a little bit to build in some suspense, or you wanted McElroy to like just tear it off. Whether you wanted either one to win or someone else, doesn't matter. But it just wasn't—it wasn't that good, man. It just wasn't. So I'm sorry if anybody doesn't agree with me. You don't have to, but it just wasn't that good of a U.S. Open. I don't disagree, and and you got to feel for Rory
1: too. Nine years, 12-foot putt uh, Uh to save his life. He's hitting the shit out of it, man. Is he hitting it good? But you got to make putts to win those kind of things. In next year, two thousand twenty-four, boys, back. Who knows? Chase and birdies <laughs> might have a little house party going down in Pinehurst because it's back at number two next year. So we're looking forward to that, two two thousand twenty-four at Pinehurst number two. The yeah. deuce.
0: Hey, bud, keep it down a little bit. You're yelling in my ears. I know. Sorry, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, that should be good. So yeah, it wasn't. I don't know, man. What about our major at the Greenbrier? All right. Yes. So we had the Chasing Birdies two-man event took place at the Greenbrier on June 11th and 12th, or June 12th and 13th, whatever the dates were. I don't really know. 24 guys. It was phenomenal. Thank you guys who played in the event, traveling from Los Angeles, Atlanta, Charleston, South Carolina, Pittsburgh. Thank you, boys, for showing up at the Greenbrier, Justin Beard, Adam Perry and, and the intern buddy I forget your name right now my man but you guys did a or the not the intern but the but the newer guy you guys were rock Second solid uh, no seriously I appreciate you guys so much you guys did a great job shout out to you bud for getting the swag done and the winners of the two man event were J D Hunter and Matt Koval.
1: Um, so shout out to give everybody a little rundown. We played the sporting club on Monday, you probably never get on there, but I mean, but anyways, eight under best ball was the leader that was Nick Sorkin and Mark Torgin, and they were leading in eight. They got paid out 800 bucks for their low round. Mm-hmm. Go to the second day, and Mr. Bashour, I do have to congratulate you on a strong finish. You shot best ball with your partner John Henry, a ten under that got mm. you into the got you into second place, but yeah. So yeah. A little Matt Coval, JD Hunter, winners, Ryan Bashour, John Henry, second place. Third place was Neil Walker in James Wiz Wizzy boy. So what a beauty. Um there was a there was a, it was a scorecard playoff. It was probably next year yeah, we have to go not. play it. Um, yeah, for it because there were there were three or four teams, but um, like thank you to everybody for playing. It was a
0: blast. Yeah, thank you. Tuesday afternoon, but like we're starving and you just are in a rush to get the Wendy's. So the the playoff on the course would have never happened because time was of the essence. But next year, if we do the event again, we are when we do the event again, we have to make sure that in the event of a tie, we got to do it the right way and get do Ian right Patrick way. doing all the footage. So that started last week off. A week ago from today, you and I ventured on our own separate ways. You went to Indianapolis, the Crooked Stick member guest. I mm-hmm. went up to Pittsburgh and played in the Allegheny member guest with my man, J.R. Hess. Mm-hmm. And uh, had a blast, had a blast. But tell me about your experience in Indianapolis at Crooked Stick. I heard you guys bought your way into the shootout, and I need to confirm right now if that shit is true. Yeah. It it is true. It is true.
1: Well, well, semi true. Um, so they had a little par three shootout at Crooked Stick, which the the golf course was so good and and it was an absolute blast. Dan Moyer, a good friend, uh, had me out there, and and we had a ball. But they had a par three shootout: front nine, back nine, top three, net from either side, go into a six team. Par three shootout. Basically, if you've never played crooked stick, there's water along the right side of 18. On the other side, there's a tee box. Mm -hmm. So it's about 60 yards from that tee box over the water to the green. Anyways, we finish at 23 and a half. And there were two teams at 23 and a 22 and a half. Well, uh, Dan Moyer hears somebody say, hey, I really don't even want to be playing in this. And Dan said, well, why don't you drop out so that we can go in? Because they were on the back nine, same as us, so mm-hmm. that we would be the alternate going in. The guy said, give me 200 bucks and I'm out. Dan peels off 200 bucks. Well, we go to the 60 yard shot bud, not knowing what we were really getting into. I mean, we knew that there was some money, but not to the extent that you know there was. And $600 was, the last, was last place, sixth place, So that's a good ROI.
0: Yeah, goodbye. So um,
1: we were being called, uh, you know, we were the live tour. We paid our way into into this shootout, so to speak, and and we capitalized, and we won the whole thing. Dan and I won the thing. I (laughs) almost pulled out my shot. Um, Wait, you won a member guest? For three shootout.
0: I was gonna say, wait wait a second. Okay.
1: Six teams hit, you pick the best ball, and then whoever's ball you pick, the other guy has to putt it. So then they take two closest putts, go into a shootout for two people for first place. And um, I hit a, gotcha. a nice one. I We thought it hold out. People were going nuts. Dan nestled one. On, it was probably about a four-footer that he had, four or five-footer that he had. And he just nestled down there to get us the next one. And then um, I skanked one, in the, um, which is a big surprise, um, in the last round and skanked it and then dan hit it up there yeah. at about 20 feet nine i nestled down there at about two inches and and we took home the win on the par three shootout and then we wow. went out with some boys millie and slami uh and played uh, one club scramble the boys had a blast uh we took a little bit more money there Sounds fun. um so we actually did better than winning the thing we didn't win the thing but we didn't win our flight but it was a blast
0: crooked stick is dynamite right now the greens are ripping well, but it sounds, I mean, it sounds incredible, and I hope you got some gas left in the tank for uh, yeah, this tomorrow, weekend bud. that you and I have, but uh, congratulations to you for, for buying your way into the shootout and, and winning the damn thing. That's commendable, and uh are proud story, of yourself, though, you and know, Mr. Moyer. So. That's great. That's awesome. I'm glad you did that. You got to meet some new people. Mm-hmm. I'm sure, you know, I'm sure, you know, you'll be <laughs> headed somewhere soon, Uh <laughs> Yeah, so I played in the Allegheny member guest with Junior, J.R. Hess. Shout out, my man. Awesome. Thanks for taking care of me, by the way. I mean, he left me Friday night had to go to his daughter's dance recital. I get that. So I hung out with B-Cats and Tango. I look like, you know, the third wheel. But it's all good. My man had a dance recital. Totally understand. Uh, We did not get into the shootout. We absolutely played great, but we didn't play good enough. The flight was won by Jack and his partner from Oh, Big California. Jack well my man. Really well. Yeah, they played really well. We had to beat them Saturday morning. We did not. But there were eight birdies in that nine-hole match. I mean, it was good. So I was happy with the way everything went. The food was phenomenal. They had a cool little show going on up there at Allegheny um, with some guy that hit the ball any which way he wanted. Ran into a little technical difficulties on a match on 17 Walking up 18, I almost had to leave sure. the fairway and run into the clubhouse. I, I Just use your imagination, but I literally told the boys, I said, listen, I'm not going to finish this hole. If I finish this hole, I am finishing first, and I'm running in. Um, but naturally, you know, back right pin on, on 18, I stuck it in there four feet. Had to wait the putt because I was closest. Made the putt. And uh, ran into the clubhouse, boys. You didn't see me for 25 minutes. It was a great time. But the funniest thing is, and I'll keep this quick. I was talking to Bimmer's brother, Bern, Bernard, and he's all nervous wreck right now. He's seventh flight. I said, bud, what's your handicap? He said, I'm a 20. And I looked at him, and in all seriousness, I was curious. I said, what makes you a 20? Like, what is it? Is it bad driving? Is it not getting up and down from right off the green? Do you suck at putting? Like, I want to know what makes a person a 20 handicap. And, you know, Burn, the nice guy that he is, he, he laughed at me. And I said, No, but I'm serious. Explain this to me right now. any rate, uh, always a good hang up there at ACC. Tango had the outfits looking good. B Cats had the purple going on. So that's a good match as putter. And we all had a good time, bud. So that's that.
1: And then from there, we went on to the Elvis couple last month on this oh, past dear Monday. Oh, my God. Swickley Which- Heights. Blast, but absolutely blast. Great event. Um, the greens were ripping. I I included a four putt, which was hysterical. Missed a two footer that proceeded to go to 12 feet. Um, and then I lifted it back out on the same side, so that was fantastic. But they put on a quite a show there. The Alphas Cup dynamite, Uh, awesome. Nick Sorkin finished fourth. I don't know if you knew that, but um, and he got in on the money. You and I missed the the shootout. Um, I think your buddy, your blind draw partner, got you twelve points. Um, yeah, yeah. I it was mean, not. the the event coordinator uh, got blind drawed together. That it's pretty crazy because it's one hundred twenty people, and we were actually playing the same group. Yeah, you like, I wish Mike, I would have
0: known that. Yeah, that's that was cool. You guys had sixty nine points, another great number, but it was three short of making it. Fun event. I was laughing my ass off when you went on that on number. Uh, 15, you go to tap it in for part, lips out, it goes back down the hill 12 feet, you put it up for bogey, you miss it, tap in for double, like my eyes were crossing. I don't know Good why play. I thought that was funny, but I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. But back to the reason of the show today, people, uh, we have Haley Ostrom joining us today. If you're on social media, if you remember her being on the golf channel, I forget what the hell the show was called, but she is kind of a big deal in the golf influencing world. Always influencing birdies apparently, and uh, she was a good time man. She's great stories I thought. I mean, especially the live stories that she she told and playing with, uh, what's her butt over there in California, our bedminster or whatever, chasing oh, birdies. Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I think you guys will like this episode. I know we certainly did. So you got anything else we want to say, people? Peppy. Yeah, you. <laughs> People, be You amazing. people. Uh
1: <laughs> no. Uh, I, I think that we should roll it on over to her and get this podcast rolling because we have talked enough and people want to hear Haley. Yeah.
0: All right, you guys enjoy this one. All right, y'all. Welcome back here to another episode of Chasing Birdies. And today's guest is well known for chasing birdies on the course in life. We have social media influencer. Joining us today, Haley Ostrom. Hello. <laughs> I didn't know if I pronounced it right. I just asked you like 20 seconds ago, and then I'm like, shit. But anyway.
2: Ostrom, Ostrom, Haley Ostrom. Ostrom.
0: Thank you for jumping on here, Haley.
2: Thanks for having me.
0: I mean, it's this has been this has been kind of a, a long time coming here now. I mean, I feel like uh, <laughs> yeah. when we did the Ian Happ interview, which he's obviously with Betnardi, you're with Betnardi Golf. It kind of made sense to do this, but it. Uh, nailing down your schedule nailing down our schedule is always a feat but we're happy to be here
2: yeah i think we've been trying to plan this for like three months
0: <laughs> no kidding i know and it's here we're here i'll
1: tell you this much you're you're living in scottsdale arizona right now right
2: i am what's, yes
1: what's the temperature like out there because right here in pittsburgh pennsylvania it is cold today
2: it is 97 degrees right now i'll
1: trade you mm.
2: I don't know. It's hot. I had to do a run this morning and it was already 85 degrees when I started and I'm like, it's just honestly not that fun.
0: (laughs) So let's talk about that. You had to do a run. Is that just like normal routine you work out or were you actually forced to run? You just had to do it for yourself. Yeah,
2: Somebody held a gun to my head and I had to run. Um, no, I I I have, yeah, I have like a, trainer and a whole program. And I've been so bad about it lately because I've been on this program for a while now, like at least a year, I think. And I'm just bored of it. I run. I'm supposed to run three days a week. And but lately I've been adding Pilates in. And so I'm just like, I don't have to run today because I did Pilates and the other two days I have to lift. So I just... I have to because I want to, but
1: I should let you two just talk and I'll remove myself for 15 minutes or so because that's all he does is work out too. He does it twice. He's got to go to the gym. He runs,
0: blah, blah, blah. And so it's so good mentally. Yeah. And, um, and people don't get it. It's, It's kind of a esoteric activity, right? Like only a few people really understand it, but I do
2: you do yeah I mean I, I hate it when I'm doing it I hate it before I do it I don't want to do it but then I just go do it and suck it up and then you feel so much better the rest of the day
0: amen so you running in some hokas or what are you wearing
2: um Brooks? what am I running in right now yes I got them they were gifted to me at like a Michelobel tread gifting suite and they're now my new favorite shoes so i used to just run in nikes and i will never go back because it makes such a big difference
1: yeah they're good to wear on the couch
0: too um
2: (laughs) i'm sure they are
0: yeah we we should not go down this rabbit hole because we could talk about that and my man's gonna be left out in the dark he's gonna have fomo um so we won't we won't do that um (laughs) But at any rate, awesome! It's been you know again just getting you on here and seeing kind of what you've done with your your career outside of golf. But you know we can hone it back and pull it into the golf uh, segment a little bit. Bend, Oregon, Pep. You ever been to Bend, Oregon? I ben? never have been, but I know you've been there. I mean, the only blockbuster left in America is in Bend, Oregon, and it it it's it's wild. It's kind of nostalgic.
2: It is, yeah. Bend is, honestly, it's such a beautiful place that I think it used to be a little secret place that no one knew about. And if you've been there, you love it, but a lot of people didn't know of it. And now it the secret's out. And so everyone knows, everyone from California is moving there. It's way overpopulated now, but it's still amazing. I'm actually going there tomorrow.
0: Oh, man. So you fly into Redmond?
2: Yeah, well, technically, I'm driving, so I actually am flying to Salt Lake first, and then Louie and I are going to drive to Bend, so it's a long journey. Yeah. How long a drive is that? I think it's nine hours. That's not terrible. If I drove from here, it's like a lot, like 16.
1: That's miserable from Arizona.
2: I've done it many times.
0: (laughs) Good for you on that one a uh, pass on the drive, but
1: well, I mean, isn't Pronghorn you know, in Bend, Oregon?
2: It yeah, is, bro. yeah. It's like a golf mecca. It really is. It's so underrated for golf courses. I think if if people have been there, they know it's like the best golf you can find. But as far as the golf community is concerned, I feel like a lot of people don't realize how many amazing courses we have. I grew up really lucky. I didn't realize it until I left. Although I came to Arizona and I'm like, oh, we still have a golf course on every single corner. So two yeah. golf meccas, really.
1: Yeah, you're in the mix. Mm-hmm. That's all I hear about from him. He gives a pronghorn every year and how good it is, the vibe and everything. I was reading up on, on you a little bit and you're, it seems like your love for the game of golf started like high school, right? Or a little bit before that. Your your dad was involved yeah. in the Golf Association of Oregon, right?
2: yeah my dad took over Koja, which is Central Oregon Golf Association. and then when I was nine, I started playing in tournaments in the summertime for Koja. So every Monday you will have a tournament, you play against kids roughly your own age. and then, yeah, you just kind of learn about golf. you learn like the rules and the integrity of it. It's a really great organization for kids because it teaches you everything you need to know besides how to swing a golf club. But it gets you like involved with other kids in the community who are playing golf as well. Because there's not a ton, especially for women. So once I got to a certain age and bend, there's only a handful of girls. You know, everyone kind of like quits at some point. You know, their parents stop forcing them to play golf and. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I played in high school and then went off to college and I would say I didn't fall in love with golf until college.
1: It is something that you have to fall in love with. Cause if you're kind of in and out, it's like running, right? If you love running, you're going to go do it. If you love golf, you're you, there, there is nothing like a, a love for the game of golf. I mean, we just came off of a golf trip and we're leaving for another one tomorrow. Got back yesterday. So, um, you have to love golf. What you're doing anything in life, though.
2: Yeah. Well, plus it was like I was growing up, I feel like it was something that kind of came natural. So I didn't have to practice all the time in order to, you know, win some some tournaments. And then once I got into high school, it just was the option for me to go to college was to play golf. But. I wouldn't say I loved it, especially in Bend when our season is in the spring. It would be snowing still. There was snow on the ground. So golf practice sucked. Like it was not yeah. fun. And it's hard to love something when you are just freezing cold. You know, you hit a, a thin shot and your hands are just like hurting because it's just so cold. So. Yeah, I would say college was definitely when I decided, oh, you know what? Practice is actually really fun when it's not two degrees outside. And I chose to practice more than I needed to because I loved it.
0: And what college did you go to? Was it, is Fox in it or something?
2: Yeah, George Fox University. It's in Newburgh, Oregon, which is just outside of Portland.
0: So were you an Oregon State or an Oregon fan? Ducks? Or Ducks. The Beavers
2: go ducks yes because that's Although, one thing I, my brother ended up going to oregon state so he's a traitor but that's okay <laughs> Damn, brother yeah
0: and i'm sure that's colloquial to any college town or state in, in that regard but it's funny when i'm when i'm in oregon it is always during football season in september and you either are the ducks or beavers no in between you're set on it so last year i know that i was with a couple guys and they were one was one way, one was the other way. Sounds kind of weird. That's the way it was, and <laughs> it's like these guys wanted to like kill each other, man, like yelling, screaming. But I like it. I like I like the rivalry. But I just wanted to ask your position on that. <laughs> um, I tell you what, Oregon has the best uniforms in all oh. of sports,
2: hands down. It's nobody insane. can argue with it. And Louis, his whole family's a huge Ohio State fan the ohio state they'll say and i cannot stand it and it used to drive me nuts now i'm like all right i guess i can get on board you know whatever but they try and say that their uniforms are better and i'm like just because they're traditional uniforms does not make them better they are the same old thing that they have every year and that is lame if you ask me oregon for sure
1: oregon i don't think oregon's ever worn the same uniform twice
2: no, and we've got so Uncle certain. Phil. Yeah, right. Well, you got
0: Uncle Phil is sitting there just... Yeah. Uh, the Ohio State University. They do say it like so that. Lou, It's like... Yeah. Louie's your fiance. correct?
2: Yeah, correct. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank so you. So now you got
0: a wedding, you got a plan. Yeah. Uh, or maybe he'll plan it for you. But is he <laughs> from Ohio? Where's he from?
2: Yeah, he's from Bell Fountain, Ohio, which is a tiny town in Ohio. But he went to school... When he was 13, he went to boarding school for snowboarding in Vermont. So he really like – he only grew up there for a really short period of time. Mm. And then he lives in Utah now and here. We just go back and forth.
0: Talk about finding a perfect match for you because in winter – well, I guess in Scottsdale you can still golf. Never mind. Point <laughs> being Scottsdale is I still 12 months a year golf. but
2: It's true. Everyone always says that. They're like, oh, it's perfect because you guys are the opposites. We are definitely opposite as far as sports, but season-wise – Like, his season's pretty much all year. Like, we're leaving to Oregon for him for his camp this summer. And then if he doesn't have snowboarding in the U.S., he goes somewhere else to snowboard, like in Switzerland or something. And then for golf, we're really playing all year round as well. So once you get to the professional level, there really isn't an off-season. Like, there's just not.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Were you saying something? But no, I, I forgot what I was gonna say. I noticed you were starting to say something, and then you like stopped, and I'm like, "Oh yeah." Um, does he golf?
2: That's Kinda what I was gonna do. say. He does. He's. I tried to teach him golf, and he tried to teach me snowboarding. That lasted about a day yeah. before uh-huh. we were like, "This is never going to work." And we're both so competitive, like on like to the point where we get in fights when we're playing games, or like. He gets mad because if I get out in a game, I'm rooting for other people to beat him because we're like not on the same team or whatever. Like if I'm not going to win, I don't want him to win, which is so bad, but it's true. So when we were teaching each other sports, our sport, it just, it was not working. So I hired my golf coach to give him lessons and then he hired somebody to give me snowboarding lessons.
0: That's kind of the way here, you know, when you're trying to give a spouse or someone like that lessons, it's a lot easier to let someone else give them golf lessons. Because you could be oh, like. Oh,
2: for sure.
0: You're trying to convey to them what you kind of feel at that point in the golf swing. You know, getting on this side, dropping it here. And they're like yeah. looking at you like you got five heads. See, that's yeah. why I'm terrible at it. I-
1: I'm terrible. I can't. To my wife, it's like I know what to do. I know what to do. And it frustrates me that you can't do it. Like, exactly the position that i want you to be in
2: that's exactly how i feel and so i'll get frustrated because i'm telling louie something and i'm like you're not listening to me you didn't do what i just told you to do and he's like yeah i tried and I, I use this all the time i'm like you are a two-time olympic athlete figure it out like how can you yeah. not do this this is just a basic thing so yeah at, at that point it was just not happening and then when he's teaching me snowboarding he's using language that. I don't even know but he forgets that i don't know or he thinks it's an obvious thing where i'm like no that's not obvious and so he's telling me i remember one time i asked him this question just curious like he's in the half pipe and i said so when you go in the half pipe do you transition like which side are you on your heel side or your toe side and he's like okay so if you think about the half pipe it's at like this degree angle and then the mountains at like this degree angle. and he goes on and I'm just sitting there like why did I even ask yeah I'm like okay never (laughs) mind you still haven't answered
0: what I was asking you (laughs) yeah
2: Yeah. so yeah it's so frustrating when we try to teach each other but
0: cross yeah so you're professional now or you have been for years Mm -hmm. when did you turn pro
2: 2018 I believe I turned pro so I moved here right before 2017 like the end of 2016, I started competing on the cactus tour as an amateur. Basically the difference is you just, you pay less on your entry fees, but if you were to win a check, you can't accept the check. So I stayed amateur just to save a little bit of money while I was like learning the ropes of professional golf. And then I actually was forced. It's funny because people on social media, especially like, oh, you're not a real pro. Like, you're not a professional golfer. I actually had to turn pro because I got a call from the USGA saying that someone turned me in because I was getting paid by Nike and some sponsors that had picked me up from my social media. And you can only accept a certain amount of money. So they're like, Hey, we're going to need you to turn pro or you have to get rid of these sponsors. And I was like, Oh, okay. So that day I turned pro and I entered into the next tournament as a professional. So from that moment on, you're a professional golfer, unless you go petition to get your amateur status back.
1: And that's all changed so much now over the last five, six years. I mean, like that I think that's all been thrown out the window with this NIL deal in college and I mean you got 18 year olds making millions of dollars in college.
2: Yeah, I don't I don't even know how it works anymore because obviously it was so different for me when I was in college and even when I turned professional so it's completely different now. People ask me that all the time about college athletes and I'm like I don't know how it works. I have no idea. I still don't think you can accept earnings Like, if you win money, I don't think you can accept that if you're an amateur, but you can take on sponsorships.
0: I mean,
1: makes no sense, but, and I mean that in the sense of, like, from their standpoint.
2: Oh, yeah. No, I wasn't totally for the athletes in college getting paid just because I saw it, like, from the other perspective and... I don't know. I mean, it's worked out now, and those athletes are getting paid now, so good for them.
1: It's a lot like the world we're living in right now with the PGA Tour and the Live Tour. The Live Tour players are getting paid. The PGA Tour players are not getting paid. They're having to earn their money in the sense of playing to make money. The Live Tour players got paid before they even put a tee in the ground. So it's a lot like that.
2: Yeah, but I was always all for Live. So I guess, like, I don't know.
1: So you're a Live fan.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm a live fan. From the very beginning, I was like, obviously, we need another option in golf. If we want to continue to grow the game that's growing rapidly now, we need other options. And I just thought I saw a lot of hypocrisy behind like the political side of things. I'm like, okay, well, the US is doing business with the Saudis since 9-11. Like, the PGA tour does business with the Saudis. The LPGA tour does b- business with the Saudis. So I thought that argument was just hypocritical.
1: Well, that's my whole issue with this whole thing as of lately, since the PGA tour has been, you know, taken over with that is that you're the same people that were saying to these guys, don't take the money. Yeah. It's, it's dirty money, this, that, and the other. And now look at you, you're with them. And, and I wasn't, for or against live tour i thought it was good in the sense that they shook the pga tour up to be better they shook there was more purse more money in the purses now there's more this that and the other now all of a sudden we're all one after all that we're all one yeah yeah
2: i mean at the end of the day would it have been great if it was a u.s owned business that created live or whatever, and it was owned by the U S yeah, that would have been great, but they tried that forever ago and the PGA tour said no and just shut it down instantly. So
0: I think, look, I think for me, the, the, the saddest thing was seeing some of the, the players leave because I liked watching them and I wasn't sure, you know, how to adjust to this whole new league. Really, you know, the team format, kind of cool. The music part, I'm I'm cool with the chill stuff. And you want to wear shorts, you want to blast the music, I do that anyway, so I'm Gucci with that. That's all good. But the part, to me, again, was just the fact that some of these guys I wasn't going to really watch anymore, so to speak, because, I mean, I guess I could get the C-dub and, like, turn that on or sit there on my computer and watch it, but that's not really cool either. So now that it's all kind of coming together... I'm like, this is freaking great. Like, this is great.
2: Yeah. No, I think it's perfect that it came back together. I think everybody wins in the end, except for those who didn't take the money. I guess they kind of missed out because they said no early on. But honestly, I got to go to two of the live tournaments and play in the pro-am. So I was able to talk to a lot of the players that came from the PGA Tour and It was crazy to hear their stories of like, I tried to reach out to the tour and I tried to get a meeting. I wanted to talk to them. I was given this offer. And before I left, I tried multiple times to discuss like, these are the changes I think we should make. And the tour said, nope. And if you leave, like, here's what's going to happen. And they basically just didn't take a meeting. They just sent an email back saying no. And if you leave, you're going to be punished. And that was it. So it's kind of sad the way that they were all treated, especially when a lot of those guys were big names on the tour, and the tour just tried to call their bluff, but it didn't work.
0: Well, you saw the news today. Jay Monahan took a leave of absence or medical leave, stepped yeah. down. Something happened to him, I guess. But I mean, but he's got to be right now. His mind's probably just like, I, I don't know how he sleeps at night.
2: I'm surprised he was able to stay on for so long after the decisions and everything that was said. I think in the end it's it would just be a bad look for the PGA tour after everything and everything he said and mm-hmm. I don't know how they would do it. So I hope he doesn't have a medical issue going on, but we'll yeah.
0: <laughs> so what live events did you participate in the program? Where where were they?
2: Uh Bedminster. And what was the other one called? Boston.
0: How was the program? I'm asking you this because I signed up for the program at the Greenbrier in August. And I got in. I mean, I did this back in January. And then I get this email last week that says, you've been accepted. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to play. So how how was it? I mean, was it? The
2: most fun tournament I've ever played in that was, so the first one was the New Jersey event. It was like, I honestly beforehand, I didn't know what I was going for. Like they hit me up on social media, asked if I would want to go. I was like, yeah, cool. Whatever. Didn't know anything. And Louie was the one that's like, you should definitely go. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go. But and he's so excited. And I'm like, I don't know. I'll probably just be in a group with a bunch of like honestly, I thought it would be with some of the Saudi guys that are like funding it. And I was just going to be like hanging out with them. So I was like, yeah, cool, whatever. Like, that'll be fun, I guess. And I'm told like, there's a part like there's a pairings party, whatever. So I get to the pairings party. I'm by myself, like my agent doesn't go, Louis couldn't go. So I show up alone. And I walk in, it's in New York, like this huge this really cool building what was it called like gotham building or something and it looks like it would be called gotham building there's security everywhere and i'm wearing like a nice dress with jordans because i didn't know what i was walking into no this place was so fancy i'm wearing jays and i'm like this is embarrassing and i'm walking around by myself i walk in there's brooks kepka right in front of me here's uh, Ian Poulter over here and it's like so fancy. And I was thinking, I don't like, I know who these people are, but they don't know who I am most likely. Mm. So I just start walking around and um, next thing I I sat down and this woman next to me is, is sitting there and she ends up being like the wife of the USGA guy who left USGA to come to live. And he's like running all the courses and everything. And I'm just chatting with her. And she goes, oh, you're the, the girl playing in the pro-am. You're playing with Caitlyn. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm not sure who I'm playing with. I missed the pairings part. My flight was late. Like, I have no idea. And she goes, yeah, you're playing with Caitlyn. I'm like, Caitlyn who? Who is, who, am I supposed to know who that is? She's like Caitlyn Jenner.
0: No. She's right behind
2: you. And I turn around. Caitlin is sitting at a table behind me. And I'm like, no, I'm not playing with her. Like, I don't think I'm playing with her. And I end up like finding the pairings list. And sure enough, I was playing with Caitlyn Jenner, Ian Poulter and Pat Casey. Like just so crazy. Did I say Pat Casey? Paul Casey. Paul Casey. What's his name? Paul. Yeah. Pat Casey is a coach in baseball anyways. So Yeah. yeah, I was just absolutely shocked. Couldn't believe it. And was so outside of my element in this place. And then next thing you know, Trump comes walking in and he has all his security around. No wonder that's why there was, it wasn't just security, it was secret service (laughs) all over the place. And I just like wave and he gives me the thumbs up and I'm like, this is insane. So needless to say, that was, I was like, I think I walked in, I instantly grabbed a drink because I'm like nervous and by myself, I'm just don't know what I'm doing. And it was the most fun night. And then the next day was the tournament. And it was even better. I couldn't have asked for like a cooler event. And the people I got to meet, like, to me, that's super cool to be walking on the driving range and hitting next to the PGA, not PGA, but the professional golfers that I have grown up like watching so ian poulter was amazing too he's so funny it's so nice i had that's so great much to hear because
1: you know some people say that he that he kind of rubs some people the wrong way and generally speaking there's people who've never met him before so that's good to hear that ian poulter was fun and, and cool to hang out with
2: yeah his family was out there so his son we were joking with him he's got his son's probably like nine or ten i don't know at the time and he like was typical little boy like you know how they make fun of you to flirt or whatever and so ian kept saying like oh i think you might have a crush on Haley. And then he'd get all embarrassed and walk away and i'm like <laughs> that's my little boyfriend over there yeah but no it was so fun and ian like asked if we could film this video for instagram where i'm like hell yeah we can film a video for yeah, instagram like, let's go yeah that's awesome
0: so, so you you kind of got me a little excited right now because uh, so essentially i'm gonna have fun i'm gonna be nervous as shit and uh everyone's pretty lax and chill so that's yeah kinda- i will
2: say that was a very different event than the other one i went to so that was like the coolest thing ever the best day so much fun The next one was really fun. I got to play with Harold Varner Varner. and that was like super fun to hang out with him. But the event itself was way more low key. I think the other one was so like cool because it was Trump's course. Yeah. He was coming. Like I got to go meet him on the court on the uh, driving range that morning. I like walked up and shook his hand and it was, so that awesome. was really embarrassing also. I do a lot of embarrassing things, I think. And I, <laughs> I shouldn't be allowed to go do some of these things because I just show up and then I do something stupid. And I'm like, oh, God, like, I should leave.
1: <laughs> but you keep getting invited yeah. back. So, I mean, I keep it getting can't
2: be that back. bad. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why. But
0: <laughs> so do you run your social handle or do you have someone running it? Or
2: is that you? No, I run everything, but I have someone that helps me on YouTube because that exactly. is just a whole other beast. But yeah, I do all my other social.
0: I mean, because you got half a million followers. That's pretty substantial. Um, more, but yeah, whatever it is. Um, okay, funny funny story real quick before we transition the story a little bit. But we, so it's kind of like you, like you're, you're on a different level than us. Like you actually... You know, are getting paid, doing big things, getting people to invite you places. And five or ten years ago, maybe you never thought that would have happened. Jonathan and I, we're old. We're kind of old. We do this as a hobby. We have our own careers. And this podcast is now two years old, and we've had a phenomenal time doing this. My point to that is, kind of like you, it, it connects you with people that you probably thought you would never meet in your life. And now they're kind of in your circle a little bit, or at least a close acquaintance. That's how it's been for us with, you know, guys in the NHL, MLB, country music scene. This is what this has done for us, and it's formed new relationships. So we were playing this past weekend at the Greenbrier, and two of our guests, one is a former guest of the show, James Wisniewski, and John Barry play, they both live in LA and play at Sherwood Country Club. And Kendall Jenner, or not Kendall Jenner? Christ, what's what's the what's Caitlyn? Caitlyn. Caitlyn. She's a member there. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And uh, did I say that right? She. 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 So they say she is like super cool, like just
2: super cool. Yeah. Very laid back, like super nice. And honestly, I was pretty nervous to play with her because I've always watched the Kardashians, like most girls, (laughs) and so like. I kind of grew up with them in my house and um yeah so I went up to her before we started playing and I was worried that I might accidentally say he and I yeah. hadn't ever really said Caitlyn Jenner. I was like shit this is going to be so awkward and before the round I just walked up and introduced myself. I said we're playing together today and was she was so nice. She was like, "Oh, that's great." Da da da, da whatever. She played from the men's tees. I know everyone wants to know that she played from the same tees as the pros or the, I guess they were playing from the tips. She played from the blue, the men's mm. and I got to play from the front. So I was happy, but she was like, awesome. Making jokes all day, telling stories. She was like making fun of herself with the transgender yeah, that's awesome. stuff. That's awesome. She, she would walk up to me and put her arm around me and she's like so yeah. tall and I'm five three so she would put her arm around me and be like oh this is my babe this is like my favorite babe right here like we're just the two girls the cis girl and the trans girl and would like (laughs) walk with me down the fairway and then afterwards she was like i had so much fun with you you can really hit the ball if you're ever in town let me know i want to play with you and like gave me her phone number and got my phone number and that's awesome it was the coolest moment of my life well <laughs> yeah and that's the thing too
1: people like that, <laughs> that that make you feel comfortable it's like you, you have a new outlook on them right it's because oh
2: yeah
1: in reality she doesn't have to say anything to you or be cool to you or do anything yeah. but um, that's how you can really tell a lot about people and I think that's why the game of golf is so incredible um, the people that you meet the people you hang out with the, 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 you know what I mean it's there's no other sport that you can do that in you're not going to no, go golf. play pick a pick-up baseball game, and, and yeah. Caitlyn Jenner shows up.
2: Yeah, right? golf is so. You know, people always say like you need to know how to play golf in, for business wise, but honestly, just being a female golfer, I think it has given me. It's definitely given me so many opportunities. But when I show up to events like that, there's there's no doubt in my mind. Like I'll be able to go out and play with anybody there. I held my own against the pros. Like I can go out and impress Caitlyn Jenner and it's because I played golf my whole life and people don't expect women. When you see a woman, woman walk up in your group, you're like, oh, here we go. This might be a long day, but then you yeah. can just prove them wrong.
1: <laughs> yeah. I was going to say with, with all this, you know, they got to hold you on social media. What would you say the best and worst thing about social media for someone like yourself? is
2: um the best is for sure like the people that you can reach there's so many when i wanted to play professionally at the highest level i wanted to make it to the lpga tour which is no longer my dream it was because i'll be able to reach all these people i'll be able to help grow the game and i loved competition but now once i started doing social media It's like, I'm reaching way more people than I ever would have if I made the tour and was playing on TV every week where the ratings are crap. And like, I'm now I can communicate with, you know, I'll have parents that message me and say, my daughter loves watching your stuff. Like you've been such an inspiration and blah, 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 which is amazing. It's the best thing for me. And being able to kind of keep that at the back of my mind, i purposely keep my page a certain way, mm-hmm. you know, because I know I have young followers or I have parents who show their kids my stuff. Like I want to be a good role model for them. Um but the worst thing I would say it's not really like the bad messages or anything cuz I honestly I just kind of like laugh those off. Some of them I come up with some pretty funny um comebacks, I think, or I just say, "Yeah, you're right." <laughs> yeah, you're right. My game does suck nowadays. Like you're not wrong. I would just say that probably the misunderstanding, like a lot of people they think a certain thing because they see me on social media and it's not true. So they just make a opinion of me before they really mm-hmm. know the full story, but at the same time that's just life in general. So I don't I don't really mind that either.
1: Social media is a wild wild game. I mean it is insane mm-hmm. what you can accomplish on social media.
0: But I I think personally too it's also taxing. Like from a standpoint of it's a world that you constantly have to be involved in or put something out or feel not maybe you have to, but you gotta feel like you have to. I don't know.
1: Yeah you can, you can become so relevant so quickly and so irrelevant so quickly. Yeah. If yeah. you if you're not constantly in front of that person, you're almost forgotten about.
2: Yeah, I always thought it was easy because I think it kind of came naturally. It was something that I was good at. You know, everyone has their thing. Lucky for yeah. me on social media, I guess, but either way, I I I liked it and I enjoyed it and I worked hard at it, but I never felt like it was that hard. Until I realized trying to help Louie with his page or my mom with her business page or whatever it was just it was so hard for them to get it, and then I realized like, oh, this isn't easy, this isn't just a simple thing that everybody can do, and if everyone could do it, then there wouldn't be social media influencers because everyone would be doing the same thing yeah but it is i realize now like i do put in a lot of work for it and i i just enjoy it so to, it doesn't feel like a lot it doesn't of work. Feel like
0: work i got you yeah yeah and you definitely it's more tasteful i mean you know because you see a lot of stuff especially in the golf world of people posting things or you know i'm not i'm not singling out women but they try to put stuff up that's cute <laughs> or whatnot, and it's just like that's not really, it, it's kind of distasteful in a way. I mean, obviously it attracts a certain group of audience to that, but it's like, you know, I think you have a great way of approaching it with, with how you display everything.
2: Well, I appreciate yeah. that. Cause I've, I've really tried to keep my page a certain way my whole career. To me, it was just, I think it's, It's no hate on anybody who chooses to run their page a different way. That's great. Like, make your money. Do what you want to do. To me, it just seemed like an easy option. Like, anyone can go out and dress scandalously and show off their body a bit more and probably get a certain amount of followers that way. But it's harder to not do that and show off your personality and come up with creative videos and do it that way i just felt like i would rather i don't know do it yes, a certain way. It way i yep. my dad follows me i could not <laughs> he's like <laughs> not doing that well
1: <laughs> and in reality you're a brand too right and yeah uh, you yourself you're a brand and you want that brand to keep growing and the only way to grow that brand is do it the right way so it's
2: true I actually so I've worked with major companies like Nike was my first like main company I worked with and I remember when they reached out I finally was like I met them in person actually just randomly ran into somebody and they said I asked them why they chose me and what made them find me and that was one of their answers was, we can't attach our name to someone like so-and-so who's posting certain things every day that we don't know what they're gonna be posting or what stance they're gonna take. we can't attach our brand to that. So we need the safer route like, and, and it's funny, Louis actually taught me that too. He quit drinking when he was 23 and doesn't party. He's not known in that scene. And in snowboarding, that's a huge thing. But he basically decided, like, this is how I'm going to set myself apart. And this is why brands are going to want to partner with me Mm -hmm. because I'm not in this scene. I'm not doing these things. So I had a lot of major companies. McGlobe Ultra was one of them as well that said, we can't partner with people that are doing these things. So if I want to keep growing, I have to keep my page a a little PG.
1: I had a couple of this week, but did you? We we drank a bunch of McAltrers this week. Oh my god! And
2: you can drink a lot and then not feel so bad because they're less calories.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're like just water. I tell you what. Yeah. We, we've been on a we've been on a little bit of a spree recently. With uh, we had playing through up at Nemecolon, which is a resort we're partners with here in Southwest PA, five star all around, and uh, Cole Swindell, Cole Taylor, Tyler Reeve. Um, then we had the chasing birdies two man event at the Greenbrier. It just finished up recently, and it's like, you know, what do you do when you hang around with guys? I mean, sit around, crack a cold Drink. beer, yeah. Which is, and I'm not, I am not a big drinker by any stretch. I mean, but Mick man, those are those are tasty. You you still running around with the uh, Mick Ultra crew?
2: I am I'm still running with them. I hope they're gonna still run with me in the <laughs> future
0: that's right you need to get you need to get a video of you doing a jog with a nice little bottle
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I actually run with my yeah. old, ultra just hand. Just yeah chip
0: your teeth and everything else while you're trying to drink it.
2: yeah, I just gotta get the cans, <laughs>
0: yeah, the cans so how did uh benary come about with you?
2: They reached out I have never worked with Bettinardi before. It was just a very like typical. They went to my agent. He came to me. Um, a lot of my partnerships actually happened way more organic than that. But this one didn't. This they just wanted to work with me. So before we agreed to anything, they sent me a couple putters and a few wedges, and I was supposed to just figure out if I even wanted to partner with them. Mm-hmm. I took the clubs out on the course and I could not miss a putt. I was making every single putt. It was the easiest decision of my life and I have always been a huge Ping fan. I love Ping. They've given me clubs, but we don't have any partnership really. Um but I have been offered money from other club companies and turned it down because I loved Ping. That's how much, okay? Right? I love that so much. But Bettinardi, it was like an obvious, this is such a great club for me. And, yeah, it's been great ever since. I'm putting way better than I ever have. And I love their wedges. And I'm very picky on wedges. I usually don't like a lot of wedges.
1: And they're good people, too. That's that's the, Mm -hmm. like... On top of it, right? you know, story Snyder and Sam betnardi and all those guys they're great people to hang out hang out with and and yeah. uh, they make an incredible product when you can actually oh, go yeah. there and see what they do on site, it's dynamite,
2: yeah, I think I'm going this summer actually um to go see their whole place and oh it's insane get yeah. more like fitted maybe for what i what I'm already playing, but yeah, I work directly with Sam Bettardy and it's really cool like to me that's that's such a fun partnership when you're working directly with the people and not through a marketing company. it's you know that's great, that's fine, whatever it works. but when you're just one on one texting each other or having conversation like hey, I'm gonna post this week or whatever, mm-hmm. and you can just chat or hey, I, I really want to try this new putter or they sent me, I have so many of their putters in my garage cause they sent me a few to try to start out with. I picked one and then like a month later they're like, well, here's our updated version and sent me another one. So there's just that already putters all over my That's house. Nice. I can't get one. <laughs> you can have one of mine. I'm just <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Yo, I'm kidding.
0: John, Jonathan and Sam go back some years. I mean, oh,
2: okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So John and Sam were buddies and, uh, and I met Sam through Jonathan, and I went up there and did the whole putting experience, got fitted up. My putter's sweet. It's actually better now because I'm putting lights out, lights out. But it's funny, I'm playing golf with a guy at a club I'm a member at here, Pikewood National, and he's from Minnesota, but he's a member member at Butler. And uh, he had a big Betonardi hat on. I said, so you big betty guy? He's like, that's all I play. I said, oh. I said, do you know Sam by chance? And he's like, do I know Sam? Blah, 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 blah. So they're boys. And the next thing you know, I'm in a, I'm in a selfie looking like, uh, taking a picture, Send it to Sam.
2: Uh, <laughs>
0: great people though, man. Um, phenomenal. Where do you see that facility?
2: I'm really excited to go. I think I'm going in August. So I'm stoked. It's going to be so fun.
0: Yeah. That's badass, man.
2: Um, and getting fitted for a putter or for wedges is so different than getting fitted for irons or driver. It's so much more fun, and the technology is just crazy.
0: Yeah, for sure. You, don't, you wouldn't think that, but I know what it could, like a putter, there's a lot to go into it, and I'm Jonathan's living proof. I mean, the guy couldn't hit the, <laughs> the hole from two feet. Now with his betty, he's like, game over.
2: Yeah, Yeah, well, honestly, when I first got fitted for a putter the very first time, I didn't realize like you can actually get a putter that just works with your flaws in your stroke. Mm -hmm. So at this point in my life, like, am I going to really change my stroke that much? Probably not. I'm not going to fix these things that I've been doing my entire life. And you don't have to. And I've always said that, like, People can putt. People can make putts with an awful stroke as long as they feel comfortable over the ball and they read the break the right way. They can still make putts. So when I first got fitted, they're like, oh, you kind of cut like this, but we can get you a putter that does this and it will help offset that stroke. And I'm like, oh, cool. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, it's amazing. That's good stuff. Um, I'm surprised Grayson hasn't hit you up for like to wear their swag. Like you look like a – typed up that, that athletic wear.
2: I think they have.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they have.
2: I think um, they have, but I don't know what happened with that. That's probably was passed on to my agent and I wasn't involved.
1: I, I feel you. I do a lot of the same stuff. Just pass it on to the agent, let them deal with it.
2: <laughs> That's like when I've I don't want to have to I've talk I've never had that money. problem. <laughs> yeah, if you don't want to talk money or you don't want to like be the bad guy, it's like Oh, here's my agent, and yeah, then they can just it. deal with it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what you pay them for, I guess.
0: That's it, girl. I tell you what, we've been we've been on this little bit of a. I mean, we we, we got to – Okay, let me back up. I personally love Link Soul, <laughs> love Link Soul. I, I love the Ashworth family, Steve Peering, John Ashworth, Hank. They're they're like family to me. But we were down at Troubadour a couple weeks ago, and they they're selling this Viori stuff now, which you've probably heard of obviously
2: obsessed. Yeah. And
0: Pep it's Pep got insane. a couple pieces of it. And he's like, dude, this stuff is so freaking good. So I got a shirt. And I'm like, this is fucking awesome. This is great.
2: I yeah, like it. I'm obsessed with it. It's, it's so good. And honestly, I've always complained like a lot of the Nike stuff. I'm like, this was clearly made by a guy. It was not made by a female because we wouldn't put seams in certain places that they're putting seams. That's the, a guy made that. So, Viori's stuff is so good. And I it was kind of funny. Louis loved their stuff forever ago. And he mm-hmm. was telling me about this new brand. And he's like, I'm going to ask him to send me stuff. And they never did. And like months go by and I get a package. And it was actually sent to his house while I was there. And I'm like, oh, cool. I got this package today. He's like, are you kidding me? And it was from Viore. I'm like,
0: <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: Your stuff's
0: good. I love it. It's great to yeah. wear on a couch.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or on a run. <laughs> or on yeah. a run. I'm
0: yeah. still I'm still I still wear Lulu all the time though. Like just especially working out. It's it's still great. But this this stuff is starting to make its way into my wardrobe. Good point. Um, yeah, I'm
2: I'm kind of a Lulu hater a little bit. I mean I like it. I like certain things, but then I like don't see the hype in the other stuff. So everyone's like you're a hater. But yeah, I'm honest. I, know what you're <laughs>
1: I mean that's like the Jordan golf shoes people either love it or hate it. It's
2: Yeah, that's true. But I think the people who hate it or just don't get
1: them. Like, well, they, they can't yeah. they don't get them and, and they can't pull them off.
0: Or you know, yeah, what I mean? exactly. there's a lot that goes into that.
2: <laughs> you gotta look
0: a certain way to wear them. Yeah. Um. All right, Haley. So listen, girl, you're chasing birdies in life. We love that. That's what the whole premise of our show is: chasing birdies on the course in life. You're doing your thing. You're kind of an entrepreneur. Well, you are. And you're running your business, doing your thing. Hats off to you. Um. And We are stoked to have you here on the show. We are going to turn this over to our last segment of the show called the tap-in segment presented by Betnardi Golf. Check them out online at betnardi.com. Phenomenal putters, as Haley just mentioned. Jonathan's going to ask you four questions that demand your quick-witted response here, Haley, so take it away, bud. What Betnardi putter are you using?
2: The Queen Bee.
1: Queen Bee. I love it. (laughs) The gold finish, right?
2: Yeah.
1: All right. It's sick. Favorite golf destination?
2: Um well I've got to play in France, so that was pretty fun. So I'd probably say France. Yeah. All
1: right. Playlist on the golf course.
2: Ooh, throwback like hip hop or country.
1: Yeah. We just did that. Tango wanted to hip hop the whole time. Doctor Zambos threw it on the whole time. all right last question what are you
0: chasing
2: what am i chasing birdies
0: why not right
2: (laughs) obviously
0: (laughs) we're all trying to chase them girl that's it but um shoot man it was awesome having you on haley i know we don't want to take up too much of your time i told you 45 minutes or so we're at 52 big deal have the agent (laughs) send the bill bud yeah send the bill (laughs) we'll get that squared up but thanks for coming on
2: yeah thanks for having me this was a fun podcast
1: What an interview with Haley. But she's in your neck of the woods that you love. Ben? Ben, Oregon. She's Who from there. Thought? I know. She's ben. from there. She loves your golf course up there. Prong horn. And uh, I know Peering's already talking that you guys are going to win that. But I
0: got a text today.
1: Nonetheless, that was a Dynamite mm-hmm. interview. I like the live story, dude. It's kind of cool because that's the stuff that you don't necessarily get to hear. You just see the tournaments, right? You don't see closed yeah. behind closed doors the parties and what they're putting into this um so it sounds like a fun time but you should probably be enjoying yourself here in a couple of weeks
0: well in a couple of weeks what do you mean aren't you playing in a live oh yeah that one i actually got an email they asked me if i was still playing because i hadn't i hadn't uh i guess confirmed my my spot but i said yes i am so yeah that's going to be a good time i the party's the night before, or whatnot. I'm sure that's going to be a great time, and potentially Ian Patrick's on a bag. Potentially, well, not potentially, but he it, he's well announced. he's put it out there in the ether. But yeah, no. So her telling that story of that whole live thing, I mean, I'm, I'm you know I'm kind of it kind of does not make me excited. Um, but she's doing great things, man, and you know just just hearing her story of of how she kind of got in a mix with what she does i think that's that's awesome again it's it's self-starting entrepreneurial minded people that that really um you know you kind of want to you want to see what they're doing how they do it what they're doing
1: i mean we're having a lot of like people that have had run-ins with caitlin jenner mm-hmm. as of lately uh, which yeah. is crazy. So maybe Caitlyn Jenner uh, might be coming on the show soon, guys. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but stay tuned. Haley, thank you so much for coming on. We appreciate yeah. it. It was a blast with you. We're going
0: to get you out this way. Um, I know we got some. We got some cool things happening out this way. Yeah, I know. And obviously, we told her and her fiance, Louis, although he's not going to like the slopes aspect of it because it's not the West. But... For you listeners out there that love golf, love spa, love fine dining, love fine, what, uh, accommodations. There's no better place than Nemecolon Resort in Farmington, Pennsylvania. Check them out online at Nemecolon.com. Easy drive in from Pittsburgh. Easy drive from D.C. If you got a plane, you can fly it there a little bit. Uh, great spot. The golf courses right now are incredible. So bring your family up here to Nemecolon. They got plenty of availability. And the new lodge is opening up in a couple of months. And the pool, bud. You love the pool. You look great in the pool because you don't have to wear clothes. You right. love it. The peak. So check them out at Nemecolon.com. And do the it. golf courses are dynamite
1: right know, really now. So, Truthfully. Uh, get your uh, asses there. Play some golf. Go to the spa, go to the peak, go shoot some guns, and go enjoy Bingo. yourself a cigar
0: in the Bingo. cigar bar on me. Yeah, cigars. So, buddy, I got to tell you that you and I have a major this weekend. Uh, here in Morgantown, West Virginia. Pikewood National member guest kicks off tomorrow, you and I. wanted two years ago, we'll see. This year, I don't know. You know, it's a tough—I love what Pikewood does— in these events, it's like so authentic to golf. No yardage guns, no yardage pin placements. You got to walk it off, and it's walking only. So I'm here for it. I love it. I'm excited to have you as my guest again, bud. And I hope you got a little bit of gas left in the tank.
1: I got a lot of gas left. I I, I played really well at uh, Crooked Stick, other in the first match, which I drove in that day. But but I mean, we 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 put together a couple uh, rounds under par and didn't do that at the uh, Old Elvis Cup, but listen. Hey, what are you going to do, bud? You what know, I'm gonna
0: just have You're one of the days. Anything. Just got to rest today um, and up and at him tomorrow, bud. By the way, I don't know what's going on, but uh, Nashville, Tennessee right now is leading in most downloads over the last 28 days of chasing birdies by a long shot over Pittsburgh. I mean, it just kind of blew up here recently. It was interesting. A couple months ago, San Diego was all over the place. Uh, but it's always like Pittsburgh and then blah, blah, blah. Another but, city. But here we are. Uh, so thank you, Nashville. I love you. Uh, this weekend, guys, kicks off the Travelers. Well, today kicks off the Travelers Championship up there in Connecticut. Hopefully the weather's good. Um, so if you're doing nothing but want to watch it, watch it. Maybe Xander will get it done again. I think he won last year. <laughs> and that's that, But That's that.
1: Yeah, and stay tuned. We have a cool interview coming your way with a gentleman named Nate Boyer. Former NFL player, doing movies now.
0: Yeah, creating shit. Yeah, awesome um, story.
1: Yeah, it's a really cool story, uh, what what he's done and doing. So stay tuned for that episode next. And make sure you go over to chasenbirdies.com, Check us out for any episodes you've missed. They got them there or just hit the like subscribe buttons and you'll just get updates as the episodes come. We appreciate the support chasing underscore birdies
0: like love and listen. Yeah, guys, we really truly appreciate all the support and love so far. We hope you all enjoyed today's episode of chasing, 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 what? Chasing birdies with Haley Ostrom and we will see y'all in two And I got to give a big shout out to my man Evo and his team over at Simpler Media for putting this thing together. Rachel London, Jacqueline DiPaterio, thank you all for the social media help. Hope you all have a great weekend. Stay safe and we will catch you all in two.